What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode four of Bruisers, Breakdowns, and Beards. I am your host, Michael Reed. I'm Kevin. And I am the hair metal heartthrob, Dallas Cade. Fellas, how's it going today? It's going pretty good, man. How about yourself, brother? It's all right. It is, it is Sunday, October 11, 2020. Um, just to give everybody a little bit of house cleaning. Super downtrodden. Up. Right. Oh. Now the Chiefs just lost, so we're all kind of in the pump. Um, yeah. For I'm our, super uh, downtrodden. We're going to get sad yeah. Dallas today. No. <laughs> um, for our video audience, you may notice you're not getting to see my face like you normally do. And for our audio audience, uh, which our video audience kind of fits into that too, um, I sound a little bit different. So we get a little bit of a kind of update out of the way and then we'll get on to our regularly scheduled wrestling talk uh so for those of you who don't know uh late last year i was diagnosed with cancer uh, It was a small mass on my kidney uh, i had surgery for it back in april had my kidney and the cancer taken out i've uh, been cancer free ever since uh, so that's good news but um you know it, it it's done a little bit of work to my mental health and that and a pandemic and you know, uh, the you know, like political crap going on and just the world in general has been pretty stressful time for everybody. So, you know, I, I include myself in that. Um, so it's been, 2020 has been a bit of a rough go. And uh, that leads up to this past uh, Tuesday. I had a bit of a headache, but didn't think much of it. It just, it was a headache that wouldn't go away. Uh, so, following day on Wednesday, I woke up, the headache was a little bit, you know, subsided, but it was still there. Uh, and so been working from home. So I get my day started and it was about noon, 1230 or so. I started noticing that the left side of my face, uh, was not being as responsive as it normally is. And I, you know, I was having a little bit of trouble blinking and, and, and talking and stuff. Cause I talk on the phone for work. Um, you know, did, again, didn't think much of it. Um, my ear had been hurting a little bit when I got up. So like I decided to set an appointment to go to a minute clinic to get it looked at, had that appointment about two o'clock. I get to the minute clinic and start talking to the, the nurse practitioner there, you know, and, uh, they're like, you know, they immediately saw my face when I took my mask off. So they had me do a couple of tests and they're like, well, you're showing signs of a stroke. So I need to call uh, emergency medical services to get you looked at. So they did that. And I swear it was like, like two minutes later, about seven or eight of, uh, Kansas city's finest firefighters showed up, uh, at the, uh, minute clinic to take a look at me and, uh, did same thing. They had me do some tests and stuff. And I, I was able to like, you know, stand up and stay balanced and close my eyes and stay balanced and stuff. So I was doing pretty good. It's just my face. Um, so they're like, well, you know, you need to go get that looked at immediately. Uh, so I decided to go to, uh, one of the nearby hospitals that I had done all my cancer work done at since they had all my paperwork and things and, uh, got into the ER there. Same thing. They had me do a quick series of tests. Uh, they called their stroke team in to come take a look at me, uh, threw me into a machine and, uh, had me do a CAT scan and all everything came back great. Like I had no signs of a stroke, 
uh, you know, I thought because of the headache, maybe I had like some cancer showing up in my, in my head or something, nothing there. Um, you know, they did all the blood work and, and x-rays and all sorts of stuff and everything came back clean. So basically they've just chalked it up to uh, what they call Bell's palsy. So for us wrestling fans, especially if you watched you know, WWE over the last 20 years, you know that uh, Jim Ross was afflicted with this a while back and he's been dealing with it ever since. Um, for, and that's kind of rare for people to have it that long. For most people, it's anywhere from like between two weeks to six months. Uh, it's, it's a normal thing where basically you just have muscle weakness in, on one side of your face and then it, it just naturally kind of heals itself over time. Uh, and hopefully, you know, everything will turn back to normal. So uh, we don't know what the cause of it was. Uh, stress is something that's been, you know, is obviously stress lowers your immune system, which can cause some inflammation in the brain. If it's not, your immune system doesn't take care of it. Uh, so that's kind of what I'm chalking it up to. Um, so for my personal comfort, I ask Kevin not to have my camera feed on. And I probably won't talk as much as I normally do um, just because it's awkward and I don't want to make the show awkward and annoying for anybody. Oh. Um, but that gives you more. That's my, that's my guys. spot. <laughs> right. Right. I'm taking over Kev's slot. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I'll, I'll be here. I'm, I'm physically I'm fine. It's just, I look a little weird at the moment and talking is a little awkward. Um, but uh, you know, wrestling one of the few things that's kind of alleviates stress for me. So I certainly don't want to give that part up and uh, you know, we'll just kind of roll it out from here, but I just want to let everybody know I'm doing okay. And you know, we'll keep doing the show. I'm not going to, you know, stop anything like that. Um, but I'll probably be quieter than I normally am uh, because of it. So um, that's where I'm at. That's why you're not seeing me on camera and, and hopefully, you know, everything will be back to normal soon. But if we're rolling with this for a little bit, uh, now you know why. So, um, you know, I certainly want to thank these, uh, both these guys who, you know, I reached out to really quickly when things were going on and, and both of them, you know, been nothing but supportive. So, um, you know, it's unfortunate. I was trying to line up some interviews with other wrestlers and other guests. Um, I voluntarily made the choice to kind of put those on the back burner because I don't feel comfortable uh, or confident kind of being in doing an interview, uh, in this condition. So we'll make the show as, as fun and entertaining as we can and keep doing what we do best. Uh, I'll just kind of be kind of stepping back a little bit. Uh, so, uh, you know, but thank everybody for their, their well-wishers and support. I greatly appreciate it. Yeah. So, uh, with all the sobby shit out of the way, let's, let's <laughs> get to talking to some wrestling. Let's get to have some fun today. Hell yeah. Yeah, we love you. You know that, man. It's going to get better, dude. Well, we'll do our best. Yeah, we got Sad Dallas Uh-oh. here. <laughs> right, you just me my internet connections unstable. Oh, boy. Ah, man, well, unstable. I hope I don't drop out in the middle of this pod. This is 2020 <laughs> in a nutshell. It'll just be right. me yeah, telling horrible wrestling stories or awkward yeah. band. <laughs> this one time I saw a band and I was the only. I, hope, I was uh, in the back of the room. I hope, yeah. I hope nothing crazy happens. Because the last, I think the last time we did one of these in my internet table, I kind of dropped. <laughs> oh yeah, we tried to do so, the. Uh, the I music hope video. I don't drop out, but oh, it'll be fine. Oh yeah, well that was that wasn't Zoom that was telling me that. That was the uh, the YouTube the, uh, player. Whatever, 
site or software you use to share the music videos with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh well. The music video was so bad they were even trying to stop. Whatever. You from watching just throw it. us another hurdle to jump over. Just right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, we were yeah, talking before. Throw something else in our way, please. I have enough going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so this week is a rather slow one in wrestling, isn't it? <laughs> like outside of um, Raw Smackdown doing their draft, NXT coming fresh out of Takeover. What two weeks ago? Um, the Collective just happened or is happening. It's happening as we record. Still, uh. Okay, yeah, I don't know if there's still a few shows left or not, but there was, you know, day one was yesterday, or was, did it start on Friday? It started on Friday. Yeah, it started on Friday. Uh, Oh, wow. So day two was yesterday, Mm -hmm. and they're on day three right now. Wow. Yeah, it was, it's been, it was like a hell of a week. I mean, this is supposed to happen WrestleMania weekend, and, you know, despite COVID and everything like that, everything got kicked to the back burner, which sucked because a lot of wrestlers had a lot of cool gimmicks ready and everything, you know, like Danhausen and Warhorse had Warhausen, and they had, like, their own show at the time, like, they had a bunch of stuff ready, Uh, there was a bunch of, you know, Effie's Big Gay Lunch was supposed to happen, or, excuse me, Big Gay Brunch, uh, and that, you know, didn't get to happen but until you know, until this past weekend, so it was cool to see. You know, I I wouldn't say mm-hmm. it's perfectly safe enough, but I think they did the best they could. You know, they definitely they social distanced the crowd. It was in kind of a, this big arena. It was all in one place, which is nice, but kind of scary because they used one ring, and they basically just kept switching out the yeah. uh, canvases throughout the day. You know, throughout the days and the events. Um, but they would have death matches there. Like GCW was running heavy, so they like every you know they had a couple of different death matches going on, and it's like, man, I don't know if now is the time for that stuff. But you know what? Once again, it's not my place to say. I'm just there to be entertained. I watched as much as I could. Uh, the big events. I oh, your place to say. It's, <laughs> you, you say whatever you damn well please. I just feel. Kevin. Yeah, I mean, you I don't know if it's an objection. <laughs> with some death matches during the middle of a pandemic, then by golly, you voice vocalize that opinion, okay? Yeah. I mean, go right ahead. Who the hell <laughs> anyone else to tell you that you don't have a say? Okay. The guy's booking the shows? <laughs> you go ahead. Um, say what you, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was really cool, though, because I did get to see a bunch of people like, uh, you know, that I follow on Twitter just hanging out in the crowds. Uh, we saw uh, what's his name? Uh, oh God, I hate saying that. What's his name? The Dave dude. Hancock. Huh? Dave Hancock. Yeah. Yeah. Dave Hancock yeah, Dave was Hancock. hanging there. So I got to spot him. Uh, it was just a bunch of other folks out there, but it was it was cool seeing all the wrestlers just you know being fans as well. You know, some of the wrestlers just sitting up in the rafters watching you know people perform like Marco Stunt, like the Stunt Brothers all weekend. You could just see them like watching almost everything. Uh, Calvin Tankman was sitting around watching stuff, and like it was it was like your chance. It was your indie weekend of like indie all stars because you got to see everybody. You got you know Alley Cat was there, Effie. Warhouse, uh, Warhorse, yeah. Danhausen. I mean, pretty much you name it. Like Spider, Nate Webb was there. Like, uh, just Willow Nightingale was there. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot, and it was it was huge. And they were all running multiple shows, so like you'd see them. You know, uh, uh, was it AJ Gray wrestled like three or four times that weekend? You know, ACH wrestled a couple times. They did the For the Culture show. Yeah, and that was an amazing Lee show. Moriarty had like four matches, I think. Yeah. It, yeah, it was a really. I heard, it was I heard cool. a lot about these past couple of days. Yeah, 
It's been I mean, insane. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for them able to find a way to still put on the show because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's what we all want to do is kind of, you know, be able to produce content and to perform and entertain people and to do what we all love to do, what brings us all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, like me, for me individually, it's kind of like, I don't know. It's it's scary to think about doing anything to that magnitude with COVID going, but mm-hmm. like I'm I don't by all means I don't think that should stop anybody from trying. Yeah, um, I think it presents an opportunity down the line for these uh, promotions and for a lot of indie talent to learn from it. At the end of it, look back and be like, all right, how did it go? Uh, what went really well? What didn't go as well as we hoped and how can we uh, make it better mm-hmm. even if it did go great so hopefully there's uh, a lot of that to come over yeah. the next few months especially with winter on the horizon would we say winter is coming because I know a lot of people are <laughs> no, that's not as trendy yep. as it used to be yep that's that's <laughs> the, no it's definitely not a dead meme Midwestern no, has been I'm... saying that for since no but, I mean I know yeah, I know. I, I mean, I know it's kind of weird with like flu season this year and everything. Everybody's making a big deal about like the flu shot for this year and uh, a little stuff like that. But I don't know. I, I don't I don't I the same with the rest of you. I don't know what to expect. So mm-hmm. I guess we'll just see how it goes. I really hope that everything I comes out. I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, I hope everyone does is safe after the show and everything. Like I said, from the camera's view, from the viewer's view, it looked... I mean, they did as best as they could. You know, between matches, they had a whole crew out come out there, you know, clean the ring, wipe down the ropes, do everything they can to kind of sanitize it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they spaced out the fans very well. Um, I, I I hope, like I said, I just I hope that this doesn't end up being like some kind of super spreader event, you know, because I really want everyone, I want this to be a success. So they have more of these. I would love to have, you know, I would love to go to one of these. Mm -hmm. Salud, Kevin. Thank you. Yeah. Again. Yeah. It's it's, you greedy bastard taking all the blessings. (laughs) Thank you. It's, it's really hard to see other shows. Give it a try. Um, I don't know if we talked about this much last week, but, um, Ben Miller, one of the uh, owners and proprietors of Journey Pro, uh, hosted a, a Facebook Live video where he basically kind of gave Journey Pro. They've been kind of quiet for the last few months, um, and he kind of you know mm-hmm. gave gave their message and kind of gave their stance. And his understandably, his thing was you know they don't they don't want to half ass it. That that part of what makes Journey Pro so special is the audience. Uh, is the participation and just the the vibe that gets created. So to do like a socially distanced, uh, spaced out kind of show or to even just like stream something, you know, on Twitch or whatever, like, yeah, they could literally do that. But is some of the what makes Journey Pro Journey Pro kind of lost in the mix. So which I, you know, I certainly understand that. Um, But at the same time, then when you watch, Mm-hmm. You know, G- GCW do their thing. It's like, man, I, I what I would not do to go to a live wrestling show right now. Yeah. Like, so it's it's hard. I, I see both yeah. sides of it. And 
Speaking of live wrestling, I mean, Anarchy sure. is going to be able to run I mean, shows. So, I mean. Yeah. And that's the, that's the weirdest part about this is every, every, I mean, we're not going to get into the reasons, but the fact is, is there's not one universal rule, suggestion, guideline. It's like every place is different. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we, we talked mm-hmm. about this with like the NFL, like the Chiefs have 16,000 fans at their game today. Which is cool, and it's it's awesome, you know. But at the same time, there's stadiums that are completely empty, mm-hmm. um, you know. And yeah, different places are different hot spots. Unfortunately for us in Missouri, Missouri's a bit of a hot spot right now. Yeah, um, you know there are obvious reasons for that. But yep, Kansas not, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, so it's unfortunate. So it's it's hard to see other areas that are doing you know, their due diligence and, and doing the right things and making yeah. the right choices. Um, and that's on the Illinois side and the Illinois side's on the mend. So, I mean, yeah. cause they, they, they do it in Spalding hall for now. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately they just announced Spalding hall will be closing. So, I mean, this might be your last chance to see a show in anarchy show in Spalding, which is sad because that is a legendary place, but do like so many other venues. And now I'm getting bummed out. Uh, I'm becoming sad, Kevin, because all these venues that I've grown up loving or that we've I all it's, are shutting down. It's just a tough one. Yeah, man. But like, you know, there's a lo- lot of venues in Chicago that I love going to that are closed now forever. And even here in Kansas, you know, like I said, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, Kansas Hall's gone. And that seemed like the perfect place for Journey Pro. Like, yep. It like I just that environment and like you know like Mike said earlier that that crowd and just it was everything was so unique about that place and it was beautiful it was just it was a wrestling heaven for for the for the year they had it you know and yep. it's just like it seems like Kansas City gets the <laughs> gets the screw job on so many so many good venues or something like that every time they get something good it just gets taken away from us a so bit. we need to find a permanent home man yeah. But, so if you got like a, a empty well, warehouse, or, a, yeah, some place you want to host wrestling, you know, let everybody know because there's wrestling is looking for a home around here. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. There's definitely some open spaces now. Yep, there's a lot of adversity right now, but it's going to speak volumes about the. Uh, it's going to speak volumes about on the other side of this, seeing how people respond and how people bounce back and what changes are going to be made. Like, yeah, everything's going to be different, but that doesn't mean it's going to be worse. So, mm-hmm. uh, as a, you know, as a talent, somebody from the local area who very much has a love and appreciation for Journey Pro, it's hard to see them kind of take the stance of, and understandably, but still to take the stance of, we'd rather wait and hold off until can, you know, be what we were. With, in in regards to having attendance there and being able to let the crowd interact and and be what the journey faithful are, mm-hmm. like without a doubt the the crowds at Journey Pro have been what make Journey Pro so special and so unique and stand out as such a young promotion. But man, it's you know they're not going to have Kansas of Hall. Uh, we're all going to be post COVID post pandemic post 2020. Mm -hmm. So it'll be different regardless of whether or not you wait, regardless of how many people are in the stands, 
wrestling is going to be for a lot of places. And I think rather than try to fight that, it would be almost maybe not better, but it would definitely be interesting and proactive, unique in a way to see to see a promotion fully embrace that change mm-hmm. and use it to benefit themselves, their fans, and their product. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I agree with you on that. I mean, you have to find you have to find the new normal. Because we're not going back. I mean, like I said, even if, when I start going back to concerts Absolutely. or something like that, I'm not going to go in a mosh pit. I'm not. Gonna, I'm probably going to be the old guy in the back now because I don't want to get squashed in with a bunch of people. Like it makes me. It makes you really puts things into perspective. Like how many sh- like concerts I've been to where it's just running into sweat sweaty shirtless dudes and having them rub off on me. You know, like literally, just yeah. like and or just you know being in a mosh pit being like in a crowd crowd surfing not me i'm way too fat for that but i mean like just the interactions of like how bodies squeeze together (laughs) and no one thought anything you know and it's just like now this is given a new scope on things and And i'm not trying to all all those all of those little things that yeah and all those little things that like nobody does yeah like just i don't know I, I can't think of a specific example, but you know what I'm talking about? Those things that we well, we always did or didn't do mm-hmm. and never thought twice about it. And all of a sudden now it's like, oh, my God, like mm-hmm. I would never do that now. <laughs> people spitting on like, like just people know, spitting just like, in public places. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, like I used to spit on stage all the time because when I sing, like, you need like you need to. Now I think about that. I'm like, how disgusting is that? Me and like 30 million other singers ew, spit is on yeah, the stage. Kevin, what the hell? I made out with everyone on if and it's ever performed if I ever kissed that stage. But like, you know, stuff like that. It just puts it into perspective. Yeah, we are disgusting as humans and we have to do better. <laughs> but it's just yeah, now that we go back, I mean, even if health rules are set, I think a lot of people will still be weary and a lot of people will still have their own uh reservations about safety. You know, that would distance themselves naturally. Like, I mean, no matter where I go these days, even when I have people over in our backyard for social distance hangs, like we still keep it. You know, it, like I, I haven't I haven't hugged someone that wasn't my wife or pets in in probably a year. <laughs> like, I mean, that's, you know, stuff like that. You give you know, you got to give up hugging for a little bit, you know, and just stuff like that. It's really weird. Or even a handshake world. Everyone's doing the elbows and stuff like that. You know, it's just. It's it's interesting. Oh it's my god! Living yeah, the new dude. normal, man. Because in wrestling, you know, it was always oh you gotta shake, gotta shake everyone's hand, you know. Yeah. Oh boy, that's. I collected. <laughs> I saw a bunch of fist bumps. It's, it's awkward. It's awkward now because like you got guys who are like well, I don't know, there no COVID, and they just went around shaking everybody's hand and hugging on people and all this yeah. stuff. And you got people that do care about it, and they're just kind of like, nah, dude. Mm-mm. So, like, there's, you know, there's a lot of dynamics that are kind of being tested in, mm-hmm. you know, in in that kind of environment regularly. Yeah. So. I still don't know how they let Flip wrestle. It's all <laughs> really weird. Like, Flip and ROH still posting that oh, shit boy. and like oh, him throwing man. away masks and stuff. It's like ROH should have put a pin on that one and just been like, look, you look, you need to either calm your fucking social media or you need to stop because I mean, like it's not helping. Hey, Even if he is getting tested for shows, that doesn't that's make me feel safe. His freedoms, Kevin, yeah. you can't do that. You Fuck can't that infringe upon earther. his freedoms. Like it's just, because, 
key, yeah. the key word there being key part of that Jesus. word being dumb. Yeah. He's dumb, but he has influence, and that's the thing. That's the hard part. Right. That's the like I'm I'm dumb, but I've got a little bit of influence. But you know, like I can't do much with my dumbness. He can do a lot with his. A I lot know. of damage. <laughs> yeah, where's where did you get this influence, Kev? Yeah, well, like, yeah, like, share the wealth. I made an unboxing video like ten years ago, and then it just yeah, that's yeah. What, it. Just I live off of that now. That Skyrim clout. No, really? it's Fallout New Vegas, dude. Matt, it, 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 Skyrim clout. I, Skyrim was a big one for me too, but yeah. Dallas, if you, Skyrim. If you go to uh, YouTube right now and type in Kevin WK. No, not during Everybody the do yourself a favor. not during the recording. You no, know, I would just say go go to YouTube and type oh, yeah, in Kevin no, WK. Yep. Okay. Exactly. Long story short, I did a video ten years We're doing ago. This. I don't got anything else. I don't. <laughs> the look on you your did? face. What do you see? You yep. Did a video ten years ago. Yeah. Yeah, so I did a video I'm, 10 years ago. A second. Hold so on. we were coming from I'm, the... Uh, I'm running on a dinosaur here. <laughs> we were coming from the uh, midnight launch of Fallout New Vegas. Uh, and it was me and my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time. We just started dating. And my roommate. And I just got one of those flip cams. You know, like it was like a handy cam before, oh. you know, like... Yeah, before everyone's cell phones had like amazing quality uh, video recording. So I got one of those, and when I get home, I'm like a member of the 93 Bulls. Like my, I just have like tearaway pants. Like they come off, and I'm just in my undies and just like shirtless, whatever. And I'm ready to play Fallout, and I got the collector's edition of it. And this is a time when like unboxing videos were just kind of becoming a thing, and they were fucking dumb because it was some mouth breather just like talking about like a box and just like literally just unboxing it on camera and being really careful and everything. So I made the like unboxing like the un unboxing video and i did this huge like mouth breathing nerd voice <gasps> oh my god <laughs> yeah and i did it the, the coup de grace this whole thing or the big thing about it was i was in my underwear i was just in my underwear because i was like well no one's ever going to see this and mm. so i did it all improv like i didn't have any we just literally my my roommate was like all right cool go and then <laughs> that's what you see on video like there's no second take, no nothing. I love this. And it's so, so yeah, good. I, re- I we, so good. Yeah, we watched it and we were like, oh yeah, let's uh, let's put it on like let's put it on YouTube. Maybe we'll get like a hundred views. That'd be amazing. Uh, then went to bed. It woke up to yeah, around three thousand. I mean, views. you do got some clout from it. I mean, it got like it got twelve thousand views. It's you've got you've got three point six thousand subscribers. Wait, no, it's got more yeah, than twelve thousand views. Did, this did give you some clout. <laughs> Um. Yeah, it was it was huge, and then like all of a sudden, like I love that the first thing I see is, dude. I love that the first thing I see is like a shirtless Kevin, and he's got this like <laughs> he's got the helmet Skyrim on. Oh, the Skyrim one, yeah. <laughs> he's got the horns. Did that come in the box? No, uh, I got I got that from Pax Prime in 2011. So me and my wife went to uh, PAX, which is a Penny Arcade Expo out in Washington. And we went out there to meet up with some of her friends. And it was an amazing weekend. But yeah, uh, that was the year Skyrim was coming out. So they had this event uh, down the street where they had a trailer, like just like a food truck. And if you went there, you got like a huge turkey leg, like medieval times, you know, like our, uh, you know, like Renaissance Fair. And then they gave you one of those head caps. And I was like, fuck yeah. So I was like walking around with them. So, yeah, they gave those away. And so when Skyrim came out, I did the <laughs> unboxing with that thing on. 
So yeah, I would make really shitty unboxing videos in my underwear and I would try to up the game every time. Like I've got a whole series of them and it's just, I always try to do something like, like I said, all of these were improv. None of them were scripted because they never turned out if they're, they never turned out good if they were scripted. It's just, I would have to say the stupidest shit and people loved it. And like, I, yeah, I had like, a, like I wouldn't, there wouldn't, I wouldn't have been an eight bit geek if had it not been for this because Jeremy from eight bit geek saw me on those videos and added me on Facebook. And then like a couple of years later was like, Hey, I have this podcast called real talk. You want to come on and be a guest. And then it just all went from there. So, I mean, it it really opened up a lot of opportunities for me at least, but it's really awkward, you know, going back 10 years ago and being like, Oh, here's a video of me in my underwear. And plus that too, just in like telling people about it. Unexpected Kevin backstory. Yeah. There you go. Kevin origin story. Kevin Kevin origin story. We We got some Kevin backstory for this week's episode. It was, yeah, it was fun. I mean, if you do want to watch it for yourself, if you just look up Kevin WK unboxing on uh, YouTube, I'm pretty sure those will pull up results. Yeah. I remember having to call my parents that morning and I was like, hey, if you hear something about me getting like weirdly famous, uh, it's, let me just tell you, I'm in my underwear. You may not want to watch the video. (laughs) And they were like, "Uh, what? (laughs) My mom's like, you what? You too? On this incredible... 37 part saga yeah. as the unboxer takes on his top opening things up based challenge yet unboxing the PAX 20. That one was a good one. Robert wow. uh, Robert K. Smith, uh, one of my friends from the Mega 64 era. Mega 64 is this video game tr- like comedy troupe of sorts that made video game like in reality videos since about 2005 and they had a forum back then and I met Robert there. Good, good guy. But he he shot the video and edited it down. Like, I just had to be acting on that. And that was me walking the floor of Penny Arcade in my underwear. I actually had two pairs of underwear on just to make sure I didn't slip out. (laughs) But I walked the floor in my shoes, like just regular, like all-stars, and my underwear. And I got about 20 minutes worth of footage before they made me put my clothes back on, which is bullshit, by the way, because there was cosplayers that were way sexier than me that were in way less yeah. things than I was. But since I was just a fat wow. dude in his underwear, they were probably like, this guy needs some help. Uh, <laughs> so we shot those videos and it was really funny. Cause Kevin. like when we were going down, we were going down an escalator and the owners of Penny Arcade were going up the escalator and they saw me and they were just laughing. And I love that. I love that little interaction. <laughs> so yeah, I've been around. I, I've, I've seen some weird shit, but I've made a lot of good friends and a lot of that, like, uh... I've met a lot of people through, doing stupid videos in my underwear. I have no shame. Man, that that brought my mood way up. Yeah! Thanks for that, Kev. We're back! (laughs) Yeah, man. I I should have really taken advantage of it. Like, it was at a time when YouTube wasn't that huge, so I guess if I would have really stuck with it and stayed consistent, I probably could have been some kind of like... It wasn't oversaturated. Yeah, I I probably could have been something special, but I mean, I was working full-time at GameStop at the time, which doesn't allow you a life. (laughs) Like yeah, dude, being a store manager you know at GameStop back you in know the day. You know what that is? is oof, what is it? You know what that is? That's your version of the oh yeah, I could have made it to Division One college, but <laughs> man, older, you know. Oh, I played in high school, but you know. You know, I could throw I could throw a football over this mountain. Coaches or <laughs> it's all their fault. Now it was all my fault. I was yeah, lazy as fuck. That's I your mean, version of the. That's your version of the, uh, oh, yeah, I could have made it. The man that could have been. Yeah. 
So that's that, awesome. Yeah, it's it was it's <laughs> been it's been some fun unboxing oh, that's videos. That's so funny. The thing that turned me off about him, I mean, I start, I started like really easing on them when I I met one of my like my cousin's sons, and he was like five or six years old, and he's like, "Hey, man, I love you. I, I love watching your videos." And I froze because I was like, <laughs> "Oh, why is there a six-year-old watching an old grown man in his underwear unbox videos?" So that's or unbox shit, and so that's when it was like, "All right, Kev, we just realized our audience here. We're gonna stop. That's weird." <laughs> So I stopped really making videos in my underwear after that. <laughs> but see, now that our audience is like 30 to 40, you know, year old dudes, maybe we need to bring it back. <laughs> bring back the unboxing. Yeah, I mean, it's been the 10-year 10, 10 anniversary at do, this point. And you're, you're like so much thinner and healthier now? Like, nah, well, great. I'm so crap. I put back my, my quarantine weight. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely better. I, I, I look better than I did 10 you years ago. You're eight. right. Yeah. I can get you a pair of Dallas Cade wrestling trunks. <laughs> you want to do it in those? Oh man! No oh, man! Here. I'm gonna unbox wrestling trunks. <laughs> Mike, Mike's like, no, this is serious. Like, oh, this no. is not an idea. Damn, I'm serious. <laughs> I've seen Kevin in his underwear plenty of times, so it's not a huge surprise for me. And yeah, I was gonna say that's but not that's I, not something you hear rare. That's a pretty common phrase. For it. See, it's it, it, Dallas is due. Dallas is due. <laughs> I just remember, like everyone, when when I first got when I first got those videos, like when they went viral, I everyone was like, "He got famous for what?" Uh, yeah, that's on brand. That makes sense. <laughs> Every, just everyone who knows me, <laughs> like, oh brand. yeah, that makes sense. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you know, Mike, I'm starting to worry, wonder about you, man. Between some of the comments you've made off camera. <laughs> And how willing you are to film Kevin in his underwear? It's everybody. Uh, you know, I'm, it's it's. I'm, <laughs> Kevin is such a lovable dude. That it's it's not wondering. weird. He's not weird. I'm it's, just a, I'm not, amused to a lot of people. Like you're right. I wouldn't go. I'm I'm not gonna just like randomly film some dude. But when it's my boy Kev, who's a good dude, I just I just want the world to experience <laughs> Kev. Like it's it's not. It's not anything more mischievous than that. He films me like a plastic bag waiting in the wind. Right. This is so the beautiful, most beautiful uh-huh. thing I've ever seen. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So that's just playing I'm, goodbye horses. I'm just the rocket which is sending Kevin to space. That's all. That's all I'm here for. Oh boy. Wow. Wow. That's where we've come. This is this is how you can tell it was a slow week in wrestling, folks. Right, right. You get the Kevin WK unboxing origin for sure. It's like I don't know. I, honestly, like I've I've known this for a while now, but man, I really need to watch more wrestling. It, it scares me sometimes how much. Like I don't know. I kind of forced myself to take a break back when like everybody had to stay home and do nothing for mm-hmm. like two months straight. I kind of forced myself to stop watching wrestling. Just to kind of like, you know, hey, this is an opportunity to give yourself kind of like a clean slate, so you might as well take it. And now that, you know, things have been back for months, it's kind of like I still haven't really broken out of that. Like I've watched um, I've watched several shows and I've been on several shows, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I still haven't broken out of it. Where it's like I've gone out of my way to make sure I watch, you know, whatever is happening. Like I did it. I did it with most of the first round of the Ring of Honor tournament. I did it with Takeover. Um, I still haven't watched the 
takeover they did a couple weeks because since when do they do takeovers in October? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I'm still I'm still pretty behind all things considered. Nice. <clears throat> I've mostly been catching up on AEW. That's been my my go to. It's just been it feels like they didn't really lose much momentum during the pandemic because they started running shows outdoors and like using their own wrestlers. They were really kind of ahead of the curve with the, you know, having fans back in, you know, or at least having their wrestlers as fans. So there was some kind of like interaction because it was really weird watching the WWE stuff. Like that's some carny shit, like watching a WWE match yeah. with no, like with no, reactions and like cutting remember when they like that first week when they were just cutting promos to no one yeah it was just so weird so it's it's nice having like all like at least aew kind of did that and like lately man like i said they've still been having some pretty high caliber matches like i mean the collar match that happened recently between cody rhodes and um and fucking god i don't even know why i can't that finish though yeah i know the finishes but man it was such a great match and just yeah, I I well I I mean it was great to see Cody just get the shit beat out of him too. Like he came out of that battered and bruised. You know, speaking well, I was speaking of AEW. You know, this is I believe they're celebrating their one year anniversary this week of Dynamite. Oh wow! Yeah, um, that's right. Which is it was pretty crazy. It's insane to think it's been a year already. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to think of my favorite dynamite moments and i keep thinking back to the show that we went to back in february we didn't we never really had a chance to talk about that one. Oh man uh, hearing how much fun that show was yeah despite getting moved like three different spots right <laughs> was, right but man that was right at the beginning of the pandemic it hadn't really shut everything down yet mm-hmm. but word was starting to get around that something was going on so it was kind of weird and then yeah they had to like move locations a couple times yeah, good. well, because for camera purposes, because there was someone, it was something going to happen, so they had to close off a section, and it was that was our section that was closed off, and then they moved us to another section that was taped off. <laughs> We're like, all yeah. right, we need more tickets, <laughs> and then we ended up in a spot that was kind of like opposite the side we were supposed to be, so it didn't really change anything. <laughs> but we were right next to the commentary team where we didn't even, we could hear the commentary throughout the whole night. Like they were that mm-hmm. loud, and that was I think when like Taz debuted on commentary or did something, because I... he hadn't he hadn't debuted, but it, it, he just uh, had he debuted at that point, or he just joined the team, or it was very new. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He was there because right, he right. did the but second yeah, half of the show. Went... He Giovanni did the first half, and then he did the second half of the show. No, you're right, you're right. And then I remember, yeah, that just that opening match, you know, Pac versus. Or Pack versus Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega in yeah. a, a thirty-minute Iron Man match. The thirty-minute Iron Man, yeah, mm-hmm. that was great. Open the show, yeah, that was. And the crowd, like, and yeah, I, I think, yeah, they they've done a lot of things differently um, in terms of their production. I like everybody's making a big deal about the ratings war and oh my god, mm-hmm. all that stuff, which I don't know. I'm I'm kind of in the camp of like. I wasn't making a big deal out of the ratings either way. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've, like, yeah, it, it didn't feel like they lost a ton of momentum or anything because they were still, mm-hmm. you know, in a sense, they were still kind of doing what they what they intended to do. You know, they were still within their first year, so they're still just trying to build their show and build their roster mm-hmm. in terms of, like, 
getting their audience familiar with all this talent and all these names and all these faces and you know they really had a ton of opportunity for long for quote unquote long term booking because they've only been around a year but you know the instances of that that we have seen have for the most part pretty good mm-hmm. yeah. um yeah and on w side it's just been turbulent mm-hmm. yeah that's a good word turbulent yeah. uh like not not so much any particular band because they kind of just like i think for the most part all kind of meshing together mm-hmm. now more so than ever. Agreed. Where like, you know, the only difference is the roster. Um, but NXT's been NXT seems to be doing like for the most part well. I know all of their shows have had like a tumultuous time dealing with kind of a, they've had like one or two COVID outbreaks. I think um, in the in the past, you know, summer. Uh, yeah, but I don't, you know, it's kind of like a, well, we're kind of just waiting to see how things are going to look once this starts to end, but mm-hmm. we don't know. We just don't know. Yeah. <laughs> There's not, you can't speak super vividly on it. So it's kind of hard to cover any of that stuff, whether you're watching or not. Yeah. As far as storylines I mean, go, we've talked about, I'm sorry. you know, Yeah. Because we've talked about like uh, the way they're dealing with like third-party uh, business with talent like that. Um, Black Wednesday, I think it was called, when they laid mm. off like 30, 60 people, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's most of WWE's talking points have not been their product necessarily, for the most part. So. It's kind of like it's just a really weird time, right? Talking about wrestling. Yeah, I was gonna say storyline wise in NXT, they've been probably the most consistent. I mean, yeah, like they've they've been doing they've been pretty well with like they had. I don't know when was it that their last class of new talent coming into the performance center. Because I know they just had one announced. Yeah, they just had, had one. Like uh Kurt Stallion, mm-hmm. Anthony Green, Josh Briggs, uh Brandy Lauren was in there. What that was just did that one like last week. When was the one before that? Man. Before the pandemic? Probably. Because I don't think they would have done one since letting go of a bunch of people. Because that was the one that had like Cross in it, wasn't it? I think so. And then it had um, was it Damian Priest in that yeah. one? Yeah. Man, yeah, it's been so long. Uh, it's it, this whole year has been a lifetime. No, I think. I think Priest had already been around. Has he? Like I felt like he was more like, you know, because he went from being in what was it like he was in the All Out Rumble or the All In Rumble the battle Royale that we saw. And then he was all of a sudden in was WWE he? after that. Yeah. He was in that. He was under, uh, what, what was his name before Damien priest? It was, uh, Mike, you're muted. Punishment Martinez. 
Punishment Martinez. Yeah, he was in that. He was in the buy-in or whatever, or not whatever the first uh, battle royale was called. I don't remember from that. All in. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. So he's been there from now then. At least a year, a year if and he, a half. If he if he came right after that, then he would have been there for around a year, close yeah. to it. So it's pretty rad, but seeing where they're going, but I don't know. But like, they've been with the new with the new crop that they've had. They've been appearing more more frequently on the show. I know that despite getting injured, you know, carrying out was freaking rocket strapped. Mm-hmm. You know, beating Keith Lee for the NC title. Shotzi Blackheart's been a prominent name on television yes. ever since she showed up. Uh, yeah, they've well had, deserved. Like they've had a um, a few new names showing up in the few months that have really been like, you know, that they've they've been they've become frequent frequent faces on television. Yeah. So that's like a good sign, I think, in terms of you know they can't keep undisputed era down there forever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're gonna have to have someone I think pick up the. It's only a matter slack. of time until we start seeing that that upper on kind of move up. Mm-hmm. And then all these new guys will kind of take over, speak. Well, that's probably why they had that takeover in October because of the fact that they brought up like most of the people from <laughs> in Retribution or whatever. Like they had to bring up a bunch of you know, like Mia Yim bringing her from you know NXT. Yeah. So it's like you needed you needed someone to like, I guess, oh, or a way to get her out of the storylines. I guess I don't and know. It's, and it's weird that uh, you know. They're bringing over, uh, like, Ember Moon just came back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, um, yeah. oh gosh, I'm blanking on her name from NXT UK is coming over. Um, mm. Tony oh Storm, that's right. Thank you. I can't believe I blanked on Tony Storm. Ah. Yep. It's been a blanking kind of day. <laughs> well, I, I mean, nobody's seen her in so long. Mm-hmm. Nobody's seen her long when they, when they, you know, when they showed that she was going to be coming to NXT. It was like, oh. Mm -hmm. dang okay like i don't know that's one of those moves that uh, yeah and nxt uk started up again not too long ago Mm -hmm. pete dunn's on there looking jacked he got ruined during quarantine oh man um walter's been chopping trees (laughs) it's i don't know it's yeah it's tough man because like i'm the the shows seem to be like healthy in terms of a roster and their talent. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that all the talent are doing so well, but it's the company that they work for and the PR that they've been dealing with this year do not equal the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, they've, they've just been really trying to piss a lot of their audience off. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of, yeah, it's it's just a tough spot. Yeah, it is. It's it's so weird. You want them to do better. What are you looking at down there? Who? Dad? No, uh, they just wanted it. They wanted it to be a lot. Good. <laughs> I, I want I want WWE to be better and NXT, but man, their storylines lately just been it's been weird. Like I said, it's just I don't know who's writing it or who. I mean, it's probably still the same you know, writing for an audience of one, but it's just, it's just not what I want right now, man. And like I said, that's why 
I've been trying to tune into whatever else I could. You know, AEW has been good. TNA has been awesome. Was it um, just Jordan Grace just won the X Division Championship recently? Yeah. Like, that's huge. Yeah. So, I mean, like, there's been a lot of good wrestling, and it sucks that WWE's kind of taken up most of the spots. (laughs) And, yeah, for, for sure. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not... You know, sit here and be like, "Oh fuck WWE AEW rules." Because no, no, I think there's a lot of things that AEW could like change or improve upon too. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I think it's just for me, a like AEW was supposed to be like the sports oriented brand, and they yeah. aren't really coming across that way. Like as of anything that they've done, so, like they've mm-hmm. they've done some little things that have been like, "Oh, that's neat," but their product. I like has not me their i the the identity of the product to me has mm-hmm. not equaled what they advertised, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, so, that like, makes sense. I'm still kind of yeah. There's there's be wrong. There's some things about AEW that I do enjoy, just like there is with NXT or with WWE mm-hmm. or anywhere else. But like, yeah, there's also a lot of areas that, for me, are kind of just like either not my preference or. Mm-hmm. I think could be improved upon, which yeah. is not to say that I'm trying to shit on the product or whatever, you know, no, that's the case anywhere. So there's always room for improvement. Yeah. I think we, as wrestling fans, I mean, at least I I'll speak for myself. I want all wrestling brands to succeed because that just means more great wrestling and more good jobs for all the wrestlers out there. Cause they're going to need more talent. Um, like I want them all to succeed and it's good to have criticism Absolutely. because you want them to do better. I think, I mean, you know, just, shit criticism you know just saying they suck and it's like cool why i don't know they just suck that doesn't help but if you're sitting there and like actually critiquing yeah, exactly. the product and giving some positive you know giving some criticism and like offering some kind of like resolution then you know i would say that would be the best you know that's what we're doing here you know we oh, want them sure. to succeed we want everyone because sure. like because like don't get me wrong who the fuck am i <laughs> yeah. to tell aew or wwe how to get product. Yeah. Who am I? What have I ever done? You know, it's, uh, it's especially now, I think reason with everything else that goes on in the world and just kind of the way things have been lately. It's been very device, mm-hmm. you know, in and out of wrestling. Uh, it's very hard to offer any criticism, any product, because that criticism, just you know, whether shitty or however constructive it may be, that criticism is going to be going to be seen by you know hardcore supporters of that product or people who have a bias towards that product. They're, oh, how dare you talk shit on them? You're just you know shitting all over their product or whatever. Mm-hmm fuck you and then they're gonna try to shit on you you know they're gonna attack you and it's gonna get way too personal and it's like walking on eggs you know to say that anything is either anything better than the drizzling shit or worse than the best thing of all time it's like (laughs) neither of those are true in any scenario if you say that then you're the asshole yeah so it's just a weird time to cover wrestling I don't mean Mm -hmm. to sound like a broken record but i just everything everything that i have to say i feel all points to being something in that you mm-hmm. know 
It's a weird fucking time to cover wrestling. Yeah, it's a it weird is. time to be in it. Time to be a fan of it. It's just weird. But it's going to get back to some kind of new normal eventually. And we're going to be there for it, you know, and this is our chance to, you know, once again, everyone else is adapting. We're going to find our adaptions, you know, and that's how we're going to, I think, I mean, that's how our episodes are going to be for a little bit, folks. Uh, you know, I mean, we, we still have, you know, if you have questions to send us, please do, you know, because we could always, we always love answering questions about our person. You know, if we want to, we're open books as far as I know, if you want to ask us about stuff, you know, obviously I talked about me being in my underwear for like 20 minutes on the show on this episode. So, uh, yeah, let us know. I mean, yeah, just and that's what we're here for. We're here to bring some kind of entertainment and normalcy these days. And, you know, and, and we're trying to bring it. This is therapy for ourselves as, to, as well. This is our chance to like, especially Mike and Mike and Dallas and I get to catch up. You know, this is our way, like our weekly catch up. So, you know, we'll go and record this episode and then we'll probably talk for another hour just on the side, you know, and I like that stuff. So please let us know. Let us know. Speaking of criticism, let us know what we're doing right. And let us know what we're doing wrong. Let us know, you know, if there's anything you want us to cover, anything you want us to add. If you want to tell me to stop forgetting wrestler names when I start, you know, like being happy for them, just tell me. Tell us all. (laughs) Mikey, you got something? I was going to say, I would not recommend. I mean, we have YouTube evidence of Kevin being in his underwear. Uh, Dallas has wrestled many a time in his trunks. I would not ask you, I would suggest you not ask to see me in my underwear or trunks. It's, that's not, not for the faint of heart. Um, Only Mike's dot com. Yeah, right. Um, so I, you know, I'll save you that one right off the bat. But, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, just uh, definitely you can hit us up. We're on basically Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we're all uh, at 3B Wrestling Pod. Uh, we also have an email address, which is just 3brwrestlingpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you know, like I said, you, you're welcome to hit us up. And at this point, we can almost dedicate a whole show to your questions, just like we did last week. For Mike. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was, you know, a lot of fun. So, oh, yeah, man. Just hit us up. We're, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird thing to start a podcast in the middle of a pandemic, especially a wrestling one. But, uh, I think we're having fun with it. We hope we are having fun with it. And mm-hmm. uh, hopefully we can get, you know, once we get some local wrestling back up and running, uh, we can get, you know, a little more, a little more going during the show. Yeah. So in, until we get to that point, you know, help us out. Help us uh, fill the void a little bit. Hell yeah, everybody. Anyone else got anything going prior Absolutely. parting words? Dallas? Nah, f- fuck the Raiders. Fuck the Raiders. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know what? You know what? It's good to say Fuck that for the first time in like, what, 15 years, it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's good to have that back. That's okay. We can just go whip their fucking asses in Vegas. Yeah. Right? Go right. find that flag we buried in their stadium. <laughs> right. Oh, so <laughs> that was the best troll oh, move ever. Awesome. <laughs> All right, everybody. So, until next time, everyone, fuck the Raiders. <laughs> All right. Later, nerds. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. 
Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. 911, what's your emergency? Señora, ¿me está diciendo que un tren le pegó a una camioneta? Sí, yo pensé que el que sería cruzar el hijo iba rápido, creo, y después... ¡Ay, Dios mío, qué horror! No puedes saber a qué velocidad viene un tren. Por eso están los señalamientos de advertencia. Obedécelos. Alto, el tren no para. Mensaje de Netza.